Certain wolves realize that when they hang out around humans, they get fed because mm-hmm. humans leave scraps around. So yeah. the ones who are more likely to not attack them are the ones who are more likely to not get killed by that by humans. Also, yeah, but how they change so, your look? I don't know. It's what easy. Talking about like if you could, if, it's so easy to do it with dogs. It's yeah, probably that easy when to it do was it with only wolves. a wolf. Like, what did you breed the wolf with to make him look different? I don't know, like yeah, we know if we do a breed a wolf with a ch- uh, 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 a lab. No, what I'm saying is you but could do it so easy back then. with dogs that I would be willing to bet that if you took wolves, you could probably do the same thing. Within a couple generations, you could have like some weird looking dogs. Hmm. Within a few generations, I feel like if I was an animal, I'd be a wolf. It's a good animal to be. Very quiet on my feet. Are we on or no? We're on, man. Oh, snap. We're on. I hope you played the intro. I didn't hear it. Yeah, man. You caught yeah, I us, slipped it in. You caught us off guard there, Chris. Yo, listen. I know. We didn't do a podcast in a long time since the last podcast. We had four shows. There was a massacre in Orlando. Disgusting. Unbelievable. There was a beef in our own camp. All right? On In Toronto. I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, Ooh, yeah. That was also disgusting. What else happened since <laughs> our last uh, podcast? Uh, man, it's a lot. I got to say the two podcasts before uh, this one, when, when Luke was filling in, man, that guy really brings the conversation into the gutter, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Joe hasn't yeah. been on for Holy two straight. Shit. So Joe's finally back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Luke tried to get you off. He tried to make us get I you know, off. I know. He was trying, but he's He so made a power move. He's so filthy, yeah. you know? No, he, he made it real <laughs> dirty. So on our last podcast, if people listen, they will hear me pull a Nostradamus ahead of prediction. Yeah. Luke Rhoda, our drummer, the drummer of Wisdom and Chains, was on the show along with our loyal assistant, Zach Barone, who helps with all aspects. Rhodey type slash security slash chef. Slash merch, man. Merch, yeah. Um. Those two have like a rivalry, and I kept on saying, "What's up with you guys?" Like every bickering. This guy says this. No, it's not it's this. And it was the whole podcast they were bickering. So anyway, that night, and and if you, it, it was beyond the podcast too. It's beyond. Yeah, that. like it's obvious. Like we see it more than you yeah. Know, you're gonna hear it on the podcast, but it never stops. Whatever you heard on the podcast, it never stops. once, yeah. once the mic starts. If this guy off. says this, that guy says that. You say red, he says blue. very tit for tat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they were arguing over what you call. I, Zach mentioned a, a, a bread. He said, "Oh, they used a nice long roll for this bread." What the fuck's a long roll? What is that? You mean the hit roll? You know, like it's stuff like that all the time. And then they get, you know, they get aggressive. Anyway, so that night we did the last podcast. That early, early in the morning, we had to go to Toronto, and it was a great show. Great show. Did a show the in Toronto. House. Sick of it all. Thirtieth year. year. Yeah. Where was it called? The club's the Opera House. Opera House. Pete booked it. Yep. From Toronto. His band played. Dope. A lot of good yeah, bands. Yeah, Last Imprint. Very good VOD band. played. Old Wall, Firm. Walls of Jericho. Walls of Jericho. Friggin' a lot of. Who a lot played? of band. Ensign. Yeah, um, it was really stacked lineup. Yeah, it was a cool. Great time. Everybody's having fun. 
But some people are having too much fun. Use your imagination. Two people being <laughs> our drummer and Zach. So they're good times, smiles, <clears throat> hugs, pats on the back, buying each other drinks, turns into rivalry, turns into bitterness, arguing. Now, anybody who knows us knows that I love a good competition. Richie loves a good Very competition. competitive. Band. We like to compete. Yeah. Not fight, but compete. And we like to see who's the strongest, who's the yeah. fastest, the... Uh, Who's the, exactly. the cleverest? These types of games that we play, we like to debate with each other. And things in the like past, that. there's been battles between Zach and Luke, foot races, takedown I, battles. I, I race Luke all the time. Yeah, Joe will race anybody at any time. I'll never win, but I love racing. But he goes just, all out. I just like yeah. the the competition. Yeah. I enjoy it. So anyway, we were talking about those things on the way up. So immediately. It turns into Zach and Luke saying, I'll beat you. No, I'll beat you. So keep that in mind. Fast forward at the end of the night. We got two people wasted. Wasted. Now they want to battle. They want to have the takedown competition, which also Joe and Luke have done in the past, which is one person tries to take the other person down in a certain amount of time, 30 seconds, I'd say. No punching or anything. No, you basically you have a, a ring. Yeah, you, make try a, to, you, make, you make borders, yeah. you know, like a small ring, like you a try to bring ring. the guy down, almost you, like wrestling. Yeah, you try to at least get, you know, if, he, if, if one of his knees touches the ground or, if yeah. you, you know, whatever, you, you get him to... to Fall to the and ground. It's very and you hard. Win. It's very hard, especially with a guy like Luke. Luke, who has very wiry, small, really quick feet. Yeah, he's really like a little rabbit. Feet. He's like a little rabbit. Tiny little feet. So quick feet. Zach is a brawler. He's a sick maniac. He thought he could. He thinks he could take anybody down in a, in a two seconds. So it wasn't right that we maybe I'll speak for myself that I was instigating and pushing this competition a little bit. <laughs> so anyway, no, they, what, no, but it would have been differently had it happened four hours earlier when yes. we were actually talking about it. Yes, you know what I mean? Totally. Totally. It would have been a different, I should have kept my I mouth think, shut. I though. think maybe some of us should have kept their mouth shut and said, nah, guys, it's not a good idea. Anyway. So they tried it. Luke survived hard to get down, but his shirt did not survive. His shirt got ripped up, but he was good natured about his shirt getting ripped up. Yeah. You know, but Zach was furious. Zach was furious. He was so <laughs> mad over a goofy game between two friends. Yeah, like you would think he had money riding on it or something. Yeah, or it was like televised <laughs> on ESPN at the end of the season. No, so now he wants to have a foot race. He wants to race uh, Luke. Now, if you just look at the two of them, you think Zach would burn them. Yeah. Longer, long legs, might have the flow. And he's an athlete. He's, yeah. He, Trains constantly. Plays ice hockey. Yeah. Zach maybe looks more like a SpongeBob-ish kind of build, like our last drummer we call SpongeBob. He's kind of squared off, shorter. Oh, you mean Luke? Luke? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Luke looks more like you know he, he doesn't maybe look athletic. <laughs> <laughs> but he's oh got a God. dark secret because yes. Luke has played basketball since he was a little kid. He's I played actually, backyard football. He's very, with Luke. He's very, Luke's very good at basketball. He was yeah. point guard. In the in uh, where he's from in the Bronx, he was he always played point guard. He's real quick on his feet, yeah, and very surprisingly quick on his feet. So they decide to have a foot race. Uh, about middle of the path, Luke takes the lead. I think Zach said he had some sort of accident, or maybe his his tongue, shoe popped shoe off. Popped off. Heel, his his heel popped right out of his shoe. Now <laughs> Zach is so crazy, and this race is so important to him. Even though nobody would, you know, everybody's just laughing and watching, that he 
shoves Luke while Luke is going full speed from the back. And Luke goes head first into a car parked on the side of the street, dents up and damages the car. Pretty sizable. You would never you you would think a car went into another car. You wouldn't think a human. You wouldn't think it it was somebody's shoulder. You would say either a horse or a taxi cab hit this car. (laughs) Yeah. Not Luke. Or an so elephant. with Luke's shoulder and head, elephant sat on. I couldn't believe that. Like, what? And then shit just got crazy. And I won't go into details, but it got it's, very. It spiraled downward quickly. They, there's from no that. friendship and, uh, there anymore. Now they hate each other, and it's all you know, whatever. You know, they'll never be on the podcast again. I don't have to worry about that duo taking one at over a time. My spot at this a, podcast. One I don't at have a to time. worry about that. They can't be on this together because it would just be. But uh, uh, it's sad to see what happened. It's sad yeah, man, it is, it's it crazy is. that uh, very much so. It's Chris. Who do you think was right or wrong in the situation? What's your opinion? You know what? (laughs) I gotta tell you, to be honest with you, they were both culpable in it, man. They both were egging each other on. One would let it go, then the other guy would antagonize the other one, and then like they're like little kids almost, you know, like sitting in the back seat, and then the other one would antagonize them, and they'd be quiet. Then they they just couldn't, like they were having fun with it, and then it just out of nowhere, it just goes crazy, you know. See, there's two different thoughts. There's there's two different kind of people. There's a group of people that will fight their friend that night. They're drunk and... I've seen it before. Drunk and wasted, beat the shit out of each other, come in and have a drink in their friends again. Yeah, bleeding from the lip and the, I've and seen the nose. I've seen There's people like that. And they're that. hugging each true, other yeah. like, I love you, bro. Uh, and, and that's how they then there's get people, their... That's how they solve their beefs. Yeah. yeah. People like me, granted, I never drank before. I don't know that. that but if, if you want to fight me and I feel like I don't deserve... Like, why are you trying to call me out? I didn't do anything wrong. Like, if I did something to you and you fight me, then respect. Thank you for the honor of like, like having a fair one with me because I know I did you wrong. Yes, I'll definitely take this. This, But if you kind of, like, set it off and I'm like, yo, what's wrong with you? And then you want to fight me and I have to fight you, I'm your enemy forever. Yeah. I will ne- I will attract you. I would watch your family, everything. Like, it's different. <laughs> I'm not the t- kind of, like, I'm going to fight my friend over nothing and then think it's all good. But Zach is more of that type of dude. Like, hey, man, we, we were mad. We were drunk. We wasted. We fought. Now it's all good. So then Luke is more like, I'm not fighting my friend. I'm not fighting my friend. What the fuck's wrong with him? I can't believe he would do that. So there's, there's two different mentalities at work. Yeah. And then Luke sort of felt like, yo, this guy's your friend. Because Luke's from the Bronx. We're all from Pennsylvania. This guy's from your, your friend. Why didn't you step in? But... Maybe Luke didn't realize yeah, you're just as tight with Zach, even more tight than some of us in a band. I mean, he's tighter with Zach than Chris or Evan. You know what I mean? We're all friends, but. And step in, like, in what way? Because I did step in and, well, and I stepped break in. up. Yeah, I, I stepped in totally. The fight, the fight didn't happen because. No, we wouldn't let it happen. Because we stepped in. Yeah, we so, wouldn't. So, uh, but. But we should have been more aggressive. Maybe Zach was going crazy. But I was literally hold like wrapped around him in the back seat. What else you want me to do? Like have sex with the guy? Like I, I was already felt like weird about I it. I think that would have been people. one step over the line. That might have that would have calmed Zach strange down. Boundary. It would have felt good. <laughs> I think it would have been one step too far if that happened. But it was sad to see our two good friends who always we we like to see them have a good time together and now. It's a thing of the past. We like to make Seems matches. So. We like Seems to make so. matches between people and set up, set up friendships, and it's fun, man. It's it's nice to see people getting along, but yeah, that fucking devil alcohol, man. It's that devil doesn't juice. always work. Doesn't always work. But no hard feelings with any of us or them. But between them two, it is sad. You know, sad to see. 
And I hope they're listening right now with red faces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blowing up your spot. But who's right, who's wrong? It depends. Yo, write Joe an email. Say what you thought. Yeah, let us know what you, know, you, what think, you think, people. Me, because I think Zach went a little too far. I think Luke wouldn't be quiet, but sometimes kind of like, why do you have to be quiet? You know what I mean? We all but, have an internal, like a gas pedal and a brake yeah. pedal, right? And yeah. when... When you start throwing alcohol and other things into the mix, I just don't know how to operate. It's pedal them. to the yeah. metal yeah. all yeah. the time, That's and different. like, if if we were in that situation, mm-hmm. we would have put on the brakes a long time before that, yeah. and it never would get to that level. Like I saw how crazy Zach was acting, but I was also sober, and I knew like, all right, let this dude calm down. Like, don't egg him on, don't talk to him, blah blah blah. But Zach's wasted, Luke's wasted, and then. You know, nothing ended. You know, you knew if people would just be quiet, yeah, we would have. It's like if it was just quiet, yeah, then somebody would have fallen asleep first, and then it would you'd get past it because you'd wake up and you'd both feel dumb, and you'd be like, look at each other, like, oh, you fucked up last night. (laughs) But like, you know, when it's just, you know, you got that gas pedal press, two guys with the gas pedal, it's a very tough call, tough situation for all of us to be in. It's very true. It's very true, Richie. It's very true. All of us. We don't want I'll tell you what's fight. a tough situation well, always is when people are drinking, it's like one less person that's a competent driver oh, very to hard. get you yeah. home, <laughs> especially yeah. when you're trying to get to, to you know, yeah. from Toronto, you're trying to get to New York City and it's like, yeah, yeah you got rough two guys thing. that are out of the picture that can't even help. That's always oh, a rough right. thing. Yeah. That but is. that's neither here nor there. It's over. It's in the past. Should we tell the story about the, the danger we almost had entering Canada? Oh, my God. Should we? I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> man. I think we should keep that under your proverbial hat. Why? It's I, you now, might as right? well. You know, we kind of just said it, pinched. so you might you as just, well. You're putting yourself on the, on the spot with that. Listen. We, we, live, in Pens- there, we live in Pennsylvania. Maybe it's not even true. Maybe it's a fake story. Let's just say okay. hypothetically. Maybe it's fake. We live in Pennsylvania. Let's say hypothetically that Pennsylvania is a state where you can have a concealed Gun, you can uh, have a carrying pistola. permit. Yeah, right. And Let's just say that. Let's just say that hypothetically, three or four members of Wisdom and Chains have these said permits. Yeah, okay. and one of them keeps it in the van that we use for the band. <laughs> hypothetically, and one of them might have forgot that it was in there on our way to Canada. Allegedly, and one of them might have realized. A few miles from the border, after traveling through New York, which is bad if you have it in New York, it's just <laughs> they do you couldn't want right to right. So anyway, a couple miles from Canada, I realized something. Maybe I forgot to take something out of the van. I look, sure enough, it's ready to go. And, and they were miles from the border, miles, miles to the from, border. The, from the customs. Some people had an idea: pull over and bury it. I didn't think that was a good idea. Some people had the idea of putting it in the door panel, which I thought if you get caught with it in the door panel, that looks really bad. If I get caught with it in the center, I'll take the heat and I'll play dumb. Going to get in trouble, though. You know what I'm saying? But if you get caught in the door panel, I mean, come on. Obviously, you're trying to smuggle it somewhere. Yeah, that's an obvious. uh... So we get to the border. We hand over our passports. We're hoping every once in a while they let you right through. We're hoping the broad says, go ahead, go through, eh? But she didn't. She said, pull over, pulled over. We get out of the van. I left the van unlocked because that's just, you know, how you do things. We go inside to check our paperwork. 
Playing cool though. Very We're probably cool sitting dude. there for tw- at least twenty minutes. Yeah, you know, playing games, jerking around. Eskimos in there. Remember, there's some Eskimos in there. Yeah, you don't see that too yeah. often. So they let us go. I'm like, holy shit! Get back to the van. It's locked. Which made me think they went through the van, right? Yeah, correct. Yo, no problems. That's it. Go to the show. We got the flow. Wisdom and Change does whatever they want, wherever they want, however they want. No nation could disarm us. We are Americans. You understand? But then, what? Hypothetically, might never. The happen. next week. Oh. <laughs> the next week. A week later, we had we a had show another in show Island, in man. in uh, Rhode Island. And the same thing happened. And allegedly, the same thing happened on the way to to uh, Rhode Island. Yeah. And me, me and uh, Richie and Luke were in one vehicle. Yeah. And Evan and Chris <laughs> just two, happened the to two be, most nervous. Just happened to be in the other vehicle with this uh, yeah. weapon. I should have uh, should have got rid of it. I forgot. Ah, it's crazy, man. Yeah. But you want to see something really funny? Go on. Uh, on Instagram, I, I think it's maybe wasn't been changed, but definitely on my Instagram, X Mad Joe X. Yeah, and um, you'll see a picture of us at customs, like all of us. Just oh yeah, oh yeah, there right, sweating. Yeah. <laughs> yo, but yo, if you look at our faces, we're trying to play it cool, but as it goes down the line, it was yeah. like me and then Rich and then Luke and then yeah. Evan and then Chris, and as it goes down the line, the faces just start twisting into like uh, uh, listen horror. <laughs> As we sit if they at Canada, found it, Canada border, I would have had a shootout right at the border. Yeah, nobody takes my weapons. I'm they, entitled to that as an American. Till they pry that no! his cold, cold dead, dead hands. hands, right? Chris. And as for exactly. the shows, Canada was dope. Next day, New York City a cancer benefit with the Cro-Mags headline and Sheer Terror plan. Another great show. Week later, we do sh- two shows with H2O in Rhode Island. And reason to fight played. Yeah, reason to fight. Who That's else? right. And uh, and it was a place in Rhode Island. You don't want to remember. It was Newport, right? Yeah, it was yeah. Newport, which is an island off of Rhode a Island. A very wealthy island filled with Illuminati. Yeah. What? Look Allegedly. up Newport. Look up Newport mansions. Really? Mansions of Newport. Look that up. Crazy. Wow. You blow your mind. And then the next day we played. No, no, we had off that Saturday because punk rock bowling in Asbury Park doesn't book us. That's right. Jerks. But anyway, the day after we played Long Island with uh, H2O, another good show because yeah, we haven't great. played Long Island in a long time. I heard time. This, there was a really cool band that opened the show called Bastard Clan. Yeah, I heard people. And I guess about that. yo, Long Island is such a strange thing. Yeah, it's like it's New York, but it's not New York. Like it, you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like you're in New York City. Yeah, but bands from Long Island. It's a Long Island. Band. Rarely say we're Long Island. They always yeah. say New York City. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, there's. It's it's apparently it's hard for bands in Long Island to get out of Long Island, like they have this like that twisted sister mentality of like we want to be the best in well, Long Island. At, when we were mean? coming up in hardcore, Long Island had a strong hardcore scene, man. And the PWAC, like the shows in Long Island, were better than shows in the city. Yeah, yeah. For a time, yeah, PWAC was crazy, man. And it was you know it ba- it's based around if you got some strong bands. And they play and they do the right thing and they get a following. Then all of a sudden, boom, you got a scene. And that, yeah. that was VOD. They had a lot of, lot of new bands around VOD. Lot they of had kids. the youth behind them too. Yeah. They had a lot of youth. VOD was strong. People don't realize, man. I mean, they were like a force to be reckoned with. And yo, we just played with them and they still are fucking oh, awesome. awesome man. Yeah. They sound oh, as yeah, good man. as they ever sounded. Yeah. They're, they, I, I don't know why they didn't quite get to the next 
tier. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I don't really understand. Yeah, I'm not sure how the business stuff works because that's obviously why we aren't there because we have no fucking clue. Yeah. Chris is supposed <laughs> to be the smart one. He don't Chris do it. Chris was supposed to figure that out. We gave him the book. Yeah. Look at Chris. Look, he's just miserable. What? You're miserable. We just got to do a quick podcast tonight. So yeah, I want to let the people know that we're you know, still alive. We're still alive. I'm I'm still uh, involved in this. You know, you know, I went camping this weekend. How was that? I went camping to the beach. Oh yeah, yeah, with, New Jersey, right? Yeah, New Jersey. This is a real cool little beach called Seven Presidents Beach. Oh. Cool man, and it was cool. I got a little. Where is it? In South Jersey, about a pine? No, nah, it's near like Long Branch, I think. Oh okay, uh, not too far from the city. But uh, it was a really nice beach, real like quiet, mellow, mellow beach. You live on a mountainside. Why do you go to camp on a beach? I don't know, man. I just yeah, wanted the to get away with the, you yeah. know what I mean? We don't get to do a lot of like vacations and stuff like that. So yeah. we got to try to make Yo, sure. Yo, the way to do it is to pull off those one day joints or weekend joint vacations. That's the way to do it now because to do like long vacations is too expensive. It was crazy. I can't. Yeah. It's it's insane. I don't know how people. People see, don't. People I, barely do it anymore. Now nah, you can't, man. Now people are going to Kalahari for a Saturday. Like they yeah. used to go to Bahamas. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to Camel Beach. For a weekend, like that's what people are doing. But I desperately, I, I really want to uh, go to a friend's wedding in Hawaii. Okay, he's yeah. getting married in Hawaii. Yeah, Mike Ledet, and it's dude, it's, it's really, phenomenal. it's going to be difficult. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm, I'm, I want so badly for to to do this. And Your like, whole family? Yeah, it's how me, many members? There's the four family. of us. Okay, so what are you so, talking over? Almost five G's in plane tickets. Oh, easily, easily. Like man. this is literally, it's like an eight thousand dollar trip. Yeah, that's like banana peel. So I have man. to, I have to try to come up with that. Yeah. And Anthony, get a job. Oh, <laughs> Kira's working. We're all busting our ass. I'm trying to do this side thing with t-shirts and stuff like that to make some extra cash. And it's, you know, we're, we're I'm, I'm trying to make it happen. I, yeah. want, I want it to happen, but it's. I gonna, heard it's Hawaii is tough, like man. paradise, but yeah, it's a very expensive. Very trip, expensive, man. man. Yeah. Yo, this. I, I was telling these guys a story when we were camping, because my my parents were always broke when i was a kid you know yeah and uh that was always like the trips we did as kids was always camping if we ever went away yeah it was it had to be camping because you know that's yeah. all we could afford but uh there was this one trip we did down to washington dc and my older brother who was like my at the time he was like my friend in the family like there was only you know he was like my teammate without him there i didn't want to be there you know and he had already moved out, and so it was my two little brothers, my mom and my dad, and it was just like, just like a miserable group in the middle of the muggiest time oh, of the no. summer. You know what I mean? Going <laughs> to this <laughs> shitty campground with no, you know, no like oh, fun good shit. Time. Thanks, Dad. And uh, so and I was the oldest there, and I'm like, you know, yeah. like the snotty, miserable teenager, and I was. Filthy, like you know, you get that sticky summer yeah. sweat yeah, on you. It doesn't, it doesn't like evaporate. And my dad, could, my dad could see that I was miserable, and he and he's like trying to cheer me up and tell me jokes, and I wasn't having it, you know. And he said, "Listen, I, you know, don't tell anybody else, but I found his janitor's closet. <laughs> this campground didn't even have showers." He said, "As I found a janitor's closet, if you want to go like wash up, there's a janitor's closet, and it's got one of them big sinks in it." Like he said, take, take yeah. Like he said, take this, you know, take your stuff, go in yeah. there, wash up, and then you come back and you'll feel better. <laughs> oh boy! So I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. And I walked over there with my stuff, and I'm in there just like a fat teenager, recently gone through puberty. Like you know, yeah, I don't like creep. myself. Oh boy! I'm in there like washing, and the 
door opens and it's like five or six little probably probably like eight year olds ah! <laughs> oh crap and they like scream and start laughing and running you away naked? yeah i'm in there butt naked <laughs> just watching in the sink and i was so oh my god it you're just even like more mad now. i turned purple like with yeah. like rage and embarrassment like oh my god it was the it was the worst <laughs> And I went back to the to the camp, the, to the tent, and I wasn't talking to anybody. My dad's like, what's the matter? I'm like, you know, like on the verge of tears. <laughs> no. Yeah, wow, it was miserable. Funny, that was like most vacations we ever did as a kid. Ended up like that. Well, when I was Brutal. little, we lived in well, I, we lived in New Jersey. And one time we went to the Jersey Shore for a Saturday. That was my vacation. That was the once. <laughs> the one shot. Awesome. Yeah. It was the, it was the Jersey Shore that had... I think it was Long Branch because they had the haunted house called Brigantine Castle or something like that. Yeah, you always talk about that. This I wanna... is my only vacation in my life that I fucking ever had. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like an hour and a half drive and we did that and boom. Yeah, you know what's crazy, man? There's so many good shores in New Jersey. Like yeah, really nice bad. shores. Yeah. And uh, But if you're not an ocean person to begin with, to me it's like, eh. Oh man, I'm the, I'm an ocean dude, man. I, I, like, I like the mountains. And hanging the out on the beach, floating in the waves, man. Just yeah. like riding the waves in, like oh, yeah. that's the best. Dude, me and Anthony, we were in there for hours on Saturday. I, if there's a lot of people I could do the ocean alone or one or two, it's kind of like freaks me out. I don't like it. I could if I was like, I don't care. I I I'd love floating in the waves, man. I would do it by myself. I would do it like yeah, yeah. I really it's it just feels like. I'm more of a pool guy. I don't know. It just feels right. And yeah, our, our all right. trusty uh, engineer here, Chris, has a pool, and he never invites us. You invite you guys pool? all the time, man. My yeah. parents. All my the parents time. Pool. One time you, you mentioned it. You invite me. I didn't even know you had a pool until right yeah. now. All the, all the time you invite You invite us. me all the time. I said, I always say, come up, let's go swimming. Yeah. Band practice. Who do you say it to? Jeez. I heard him say it once. I don't know who he once. says it to. I heard him say it once. Jesus. I heard him say it Jesus. once. Jesus. Well... Chris, if that is really a, an actual invitation, I'm coming up this week. Let's How about go. that? Let's go. How about that? Come on. Right. Oh, geez, That's look. It. He's calling you out. All right. Come I'm on. coming. I'm coming. He's going to turn into a Zach Luke thing. Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. If you yeah, think I so, will. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I will. Uh, well, race underwater. You guys going to have an <laughs> underwater race. Yo, I was a massive underwater master at one time. So. Yeah, until. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, until. Yo, uh, check this out. You heard Hoya's last podcast? Yes. Fucking with enough. the God Excellent. Emperor, Jock Chemist, Scotty Banks as Whoa. his guest. Unbelievable. This guy's a very knowledgeable guy. He had me standing at attention, saluting two or three times that he had me hyped up, riled up. Yo. I was ready to go to war for hardcore. Seriously. Yo, the guy is the is such an inspiring personality he's such a like a huge personality and an yes. inspiring figure who probably most hardcore kids don't know anything about him i would say no, i wouldn't most. think so and the ones who do though probably hold him that revere him i would say like he's there's something about him especially if you actually know his personality yeah. he's like riveting yeah. and this podcast i listened three times to this this one episode of what was your the favorite Smoking part Word. He says this one phrase that just blew my mind. What? He says, well, he was talking about how he try, trying to reach people in prison. Like mm -hmm. how he, he got. Before you I, start. I don't even want to like really before go. Before you start, let's say Scotty Banks is a hardcore kid. But at the very young age, I think of 18 or 19, he was arrested 
found guilty on charges. And since then, up until a couple months ago, he sat in prison for the last 25 plus years. And the crime, if you want to describe the crime, it was an incident where a, a good friend of ours was going through the the exact situation, right? Well, yes. very similar situation. Yes. Where he was doing something. He was involved in a, in a fight, let's say. Yeah. And weapons were pulled and people got really hurt. Yeah. But not from him. Yeah. But somebody's so, going down. Somebody's going down for this crime and it happened to be Scotty Banks. And uh, so, he, so he sat in jail and for, yeah, 25 years. Almost 26 years. Uh, I want to say 25 years, five months, and 23 days or something like that. It's crazy. I wouldn't survive the 23 days. Yeah. I'd hang myself in the cell. So this guy did it, <laughs> and he came out with a sharp mind. And well, a- anyway, I just wanted to say that because you were going to say what he said, so give a little background. Right. So okay, okay. So he, he was talking about how after a time in jail, he decided to be a mentor to young guys coming into prison where, okay, instead of coming into prison and trying to find your way through gangs and through this and that and, and getting yourself into trouble in prison, try to immediately start bettering yourself, start reading books, start learning. You know what I mean? And he was talking about how it's hard to reach young black men in prison. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the phrase that he said that, was like such a powerful thing and it like gave me chills when he said it because i'm like i know people like this black white just people in general who this applies to he said one of the problems is that they cannot push away their lower desires Mm, yeah i heard that part that's what (laughs) that and that that phrase push away your lower desires the lower man that's what separates us from animals like we can choose not to we can override the thing in your brain that's telling you like, yeah, yeah, go, you know, go, yeah, yeah. you know, eat that thing now, all of it. Go fuck that person right now. You must. No, we're humans and we decide I'm, I'm not going to listen to that base instinct because there's higher purposes. There's higher things in life that I can achieve to besides just chasing the, the gut feelings constantly. And so... This is a guy who learned to push away his lower desires in a in a box in prison, yeah. and he learned how to to be a scholar in prison. When he said that, it reminded me of the sample that we used on the Missing Links album. Yeah, by Michael Tesarian, who mentioned the lower man. Yeah, and he also said something about seeing with the second sight. Yep. Seeing with the second sight, Chris. Chris doesn't understand. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus, come on, Chris is, like, Jesus. Chris is backpedaling. He's on the offensive. No, but uh, it was very interesting. He, he one one thing got me hyped up when he's talking about the katana. Yeah, that sharp, got me hyped up. Had to sharpen the blade. And when Hoya, the host of the Fine Podcast, asked him what he missed, what did you miss the most? Girls, food, what? You got to listen to it just to hear what Scotty says. It will give you I say chills. Scotty, but it's Scott E. His last name starts with an E. Yeah, but you know what's funny? I, I, I talked to him on the phone the other day yeah. for uh, probably an hour and a half or two hours. And I told him this. We, we did a lot of tours with Madball at this point. Yes. And every night, without fail, 
Freddie always sends a song out. He said this one's for Scotty Banks. Yeah. <coughs> I believe it's Lockdown. Yeah. Is the song. And uh, he said this one's for Scotty Banks. So the whole this whole time I thought it was Scotty yeah, yeah, Banks. Yeah. Like Scotty from Star Trek. <coughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Sorry about that, people. But yeah, he says hey, the katana was good. And then his reply to that question about what he missed most, he missed his hardcore. He missed this scene. This scene is something special, man. It is. A lot of people say it's dead, it's whack, it's this, it's that. It is what you make it. If it's dead to you, then it is dead. But it still exists. You True. can say, Chris is dead to me. I don't like him no more. He's dead to me. But he exists somewhere. He's eating food. He's swimming in his pool. He invites nobody to. He exists. He might be dead to you. The scene might be dead to you. But it exists. It breathes. This scene doesn't die. It's going to go on without you. You exactly. stop going to it, but it's going to keep going. The hardcore scene is Planet Earth. Whether Planet <clears throat> Earth has a person on it or not, it's still here. The scene will exist. And it's a beautiful thing how like it. people live for this, man. They it's really definitely the, a group of the ugliest people I've ever seen. The hardcore wow. scene. Hmm. But it's good people for the most part. It's all inclusive. That you do means. find some ratty people. Let me tell you a little secret about how you find a rat. <laughs> oh, boy. In hardcore. If somebody comes around from somewhere else and he don't have any vouchers or she, and you know some people from where they say they're from, but they don't know them or they don't vouch for them or they don't have a history there, be skeptical. If you see someone, <clears throat> yeah, if someone's hanging around your area, they're from somewhere else, yes, and they have no friends from where they came if from. If you don't have a good name. <laughs> that's a good telltale sign. If you don't have a good name in your home, then you don't deserve a good name. So switching homes is not going to make a difference. The person will burn you eventually. You're going to make, the, they make the same mistakes. Exactly. We're creatures of habit. Very true. And Some as an OG, I push like to away teach the, the lower kids. desires. I, I like to teach the kids if I could, Chris. So remember that little bit of information, kids. But we talked to Scotty, and we're going to try to get him on a podcast at some point soon. And uh, we got I got a ton of questions for this guy. Yeah, we got to get him on. We got to get him on. And him please, preach. if you do yourselves a favor and listen to, I think it's the latest episode of the Smoking Word podcast it with is. Hoya. Yeah. Which is just a good podcast anyway. Just go subscribe to it on iTunes and listen. It's fucking great. You hear any other good podcasts lately? <clears throat> oh, you know what? I started to listen to one called Snap Judgment. Who's that? It's a big podcast. It's like, uh, it, I don't know if you ever listened to Radio Lab. I heard of it. I heard it's good. Really good. Yeah. Um, Snap, Judgment, it, Snap Judgment is similar to that. A little more, uh, they, uh, they get into like spoken word type of things, which I'm not really what too What is into. higher? <laughs> what is learning? Oh, what is boy. higher? Learning, but it's ba it's basically a storytelling podcast. Yeah, like a multitude of uh, subjects and things story. like that. But it's it's really good podcast. I just heard the the podcast. I'm not sure the name that Barlow does. Oh yeah, uh, oh man, look it up. Hold on, I, yeah, I have it right here. Anyway, it's our our friend. Uh, he has a podcast, and our other friend Bill Dukes was just on it. I listened to that episode. Bill Dukes, who's a Upcoming comedian, as a comedian or a comedian. In his case, it's a comedian. He's a good guy, Bill Dukes, and he was pretty funny. He told some jokes. Oh, he's got a little edge to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does. He does. We're gonna have him back. You know how I usually do that? Now that's feminine bit. Yeah. 
Gonna let Bill Dukes do the next one. Right, look at that. Right. A guest spot. So do it, Bill. Start writing. See, I do not as feminine on the spot. I don't write nothing. I just go with it, baby. But I think he's gonna try to insult us on this one, so be prepared. Uh oh. He's gonna try to get me on it. A little zinger. He's got a uh, chip on his shoulder from the last one. I oh, think. totally, totally, totally. He's my man now. <clears throat> I love Dukes. He's a good guy. It's a little out of it. He like he can't keep his eyes open on a road trip. That's for damn sure. <laughs> so Sleepy time. Wrong with you? Wake up! Wake up! I'm trying to find the name of this thing and I can't. Yeah, find the name of that thing, and I'm gonna talk about something else. You know what I was watching? I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast already. I was watching a compilation of hockey teams fighting the crowd. What? Yeah, like fighting the crowd. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Jesus. And it went off for like 10, sport, 15 man. minutes. Like, That's a wacky sport. And nobody, I, I was reading <clears> the comments. <throat> it was on YouTube, plenty of comments, but no racist comments. And then I imagine, imagine an NBA team filled with 98% black men fighting the crowd. Oh, no, yeah, my man. God. Okay, yeah, now imagine comments the comments. Okay? No, I don't even want to. Could them. you even, it's, and why is that? I don't know, man. I think it's because, uh, we're held to a a uh, not a higher standard. I don't know what it is. it's not a higher. It's standard. a stricter standard. That's it's for a sure. stricter standard. You get no wiggle room at all. Oh, totally. It has, it has nothing to do with a higher standard. It's definitely a uh, way more severe, that? unbalanced that's standard right. for sure. Yo, this is I should call this it's dude out. Co- uh, by the way, that's Impermanence Podcast is the name of Mike Barlow's podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Bill Dukes was on I think it's on SoundCloud right now. Podcast. I'm gonna call this this out right here, okay? Because do you have this guy as your friend on Facebook? Who's that? Should I say his name or what? Uh I don't I'm not I don't know who it is. Okay, he's probably your friend. He's friends with a lot of people, right? Anyway, I got this guy he's from friends with on Facebook and he puts up a video. Of a state fair in New Jersey, and it looks to be a bunch of teenagers fighting each other, like a brawl at like a carnival setting, and they're black teenagers, okay? This is his comment on it. If you don't think these thugs are just straight up savages, he hashtag savages, they're not like any other race. They just can't control themselves and that reality. I don't know what that means. You can be a, and and hashtag again, black sympathizer all you want. The facts are the facts. And if if you are a black sympathizer, you are just a pathetic cracker. Okay? (laughs) These people are nuts. And that's what he wrote about a bunch of teenagers. Have you ever been involved with that, Joe? No. No, like, as a teenager, you've never been involved with like a fight? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been in plenty of fights. Because yeah. you're black. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but I've been involved. Like, I've been in those same things when I was a teenager. I'm sure this guy has two from the looks of it. He has a biker fantasy. Yo, it was like when you were a teenager, it was like an epidemic in your school. Yes. Well, an epidemic fighting. in your school. If there was cameras, then they would have saw that all the time. Yeah. Especially at these local goofy carnivals. There was Oh, that's why you went there, to fight people. But whenever, when it's black people, they, oh, there's certain yeah. words come out 
the thug savage yeah. animal. They say they keep repeating these words over and over. It's yeah. Thug savage totally. and animal. Well, there was it's usually code word, but this guy says a black sympathizer and yeah. this race. This yeah. guy was a little different. I put a I shared a video on Facebook the other day. There was this preacher. I saw was, that. Did you see that? And he yeah. was talking about. Uh, I, I mean, it's pretty viral. Like I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. Yeah. He's talking about how uh, interracial. Marriages are worldly, and he—it's he, so weird. He mentions like he mentions a couple other things that are worldly, and he puts them on the same level as interracial relationships. I don't but understand that. It's man. like bob haircuts, uh, painted faces, shorts, and interracial couples. Bobbed haircuts, painted faces, shorts, and interracial couples. Oh, he puts them, for some reason, wow. they're all on the same. There's a preacher. There's people like, you know how you hear a preacher, you know a southern though, preacher, man? and he's yelling in the microphone. That sounds like a list a schizophrenic would put together. It's weird list, man. But he's got people clapping and agreeing and cheering for him when he says the shit. And uh, it's, it's weird, man. It's like, yeah. I, I feel like maybe people with that type of mentality are getting a little more bold these days. Oh, definitely. Because of the... Because of Donald Trump, yeah. Like, oh, by the way, yeah. no, I just looked I think this he... dude up, and you're you are friends with him. Honestly. Am I? What's it? I mean, I I don't know who he is, but I yeah, don't I don't know, know personally. Yeah. I think it's funny when people that I'm friends with I, that, that stuff like that comes across my uh, my feed. Let me see here. That's the guy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... Chime in, say something. <clears throat> yeah, I'm the only one who said anything. It happens from time to time. I always I love fighting on Facebook though. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I usually troll, just, I usually I usually block people or just delete them. Or yeah, whatever, sometimes you know, there's nothing, but you know, know I just love debating and arguing on Facebook. It's fun to me because these people are so below my mental level. <laughs> All right, Chris. <laughs> Did I peek it? Did I peek it? Do we have any uh, questions or no? I do, and they're kind of like just outdated. And I don't listen say for that. the next episode. We got to do the questions. I'm getting thousands of emails a minute of people yeah. saying, when are you going to answer my question? And I it's say, like what's if, the question? What if, is it? If somebody asks you a question, it's because they want to answer immediately. Yeah. The longer it goes, the less relevant the, the question is in the first place. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm, so a lot sure. of questions that we get sent, if, we don't, if they don't get answered within like a week, it's then it's irrelevant. Like it's, it's irrelevant. Yeah. So. And then when they say, when are you going to answer my question? That's another question. So now forget your original now one. You got two. And I'm going to tell you an answer to this one. Now I don't really know. going to be perplexed. Yo, you, I know you used to really like Andrew Dice Clay, right? Oh, yeah. I like him. Did you ever hear his album, when The, the Day the Laughter Died? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's awful. It's so terrible. Yeah. And then he did another one, too, The Day the Laughter Died Part 2. He did it on purpose, though. <laughs> yeah. Like it's the, so weird. He's I did, nuts. I know that completely changed the subject, but I... It just, I just remembered, uh, I heard uh, this co- comedian that I love, Big J Okerson. He's yeah. hilarious, dude. And he was saying that's like his favorite album. And so I looked that's it up. That's because he's like, that oh, kind I love, of dude. I love Jay Okerson, so let me yeah. check this out. <laughs> it was the worst thing I ever but heard. Th- to him, <laughs> what's so fucking bad. To him, it's like he's trolling. Yeah, yeah. And who does that? Like at their own expense. Yeah. Like, he's trolling. Like, I have this huge name. Now I'm going to come up here with nothing. And to me, it's funny because 
<laughs> That's how crazy the dude is. Yeah. Almost like that dude, Lodka from Taxi. Like when oh, he did oh, the Andy professional Kaufman. wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to uh, people that wasn't funny. They're like, what is he doing? This is not funny, but. It's like it's only funny to him, yeah. which, which somehow makes him a genius, I guess. It's like you know, I, I I appreciate that. I kind of do that thing. Like to me, like I say something that's, to, and then when they go for it, it's funny. But it's not funny, you know what I mean? But just the fact that they—it's only funny if you're yeah. in on the joke. Yeah, and nobody's in on it but me. But nobody's in on it except Andrew Dice Clay, and he's—it's yeah, he's totally nuts. Very bizarre, man. No, he's—he if you look at his career, he hurts himself his career all the time. Like uh, you just oh, you want to test me? Okay, I'll you know bite my nose off, like you know. He's that kind of dude. Weird. Crazy, man. yeah. I listen to a lot of comedy albums. Like at work, if I get a chance to, you know, if I have like a couple hours with nothing to do, I'll put on some comedy albums and just kind of like study people's It's uh, hard. Like, yo, I'm moves, not. You know? One of the biggest comics out right now, I don't get him. Who's that? Death Dude from Philly. It's his name again. Kevin Hart? Yeah. Oh, I love Kevin Hart. He's I don't like man. that style. Like on and on and on. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's like he'd be like, and she looks at me. Yeah, she's looking at me. Oh my god, you should look at me. I'm sorry. Okay, so you're looking at me. Okay, you're looking, and it's too much. It always is too long for me, and it just gets me mad. You know what I mean? I don't like that style at all. (laughs) I know, but his his jokes are yeah, I'm not clever and funny. (coughs) I like the majors, Chris Rock's, George Carlin, Chappelle's up there. Yeah, Bill Burr. Bill Burr is very funny, but to me, George Carlin is the greatest of all time. George Carlin is great, but I would say he gets but, smoked by a lot of dudes. He's he's great because of his longevity of his career, and then toward, he got better. Like as at the end, he was like early on. He was a victim of his times, goofy, right. goofy comedy. But to, I see, I let people. Oh, you want to do? You're gonna love this. And I play George Carlin. They don't like it, and it's almost like, geez, he's just like a hateful fucking guy. Like he's not funny. You know what I mean? Like to pe- to the people I play, but to me. He's just. Oh, I think he's great. He's man. just hitting home with everything he says. You know what? He yeah, does hit home quite a bit. He yeah. gets a today, lot of truth. Oh yeah. Today's more more so than ever, man. Like oh, he's almost. He's, like, he's like a prophet of sorts. Exactly. But I like a Bill Burr approach. Love the Chris. Two major. Two, Chris Rock's two big stand-ups are in the top five. Those two. Yeah. Yo, Bill Burr is great on his feet. Yeah. Like just like. Off the top of his head, he's just great. And I like the aggressive stuff. Without without anything prepared, just yeah, he's very when he gets aggressive towards people. Yeah, I love that. It. If if you ever get a chance, audience, there's a clip of Bill Burr from this. Uh, he was at some huge show in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's awesome. With some real big headliner names, and I think what happened earlier in the day is Dom Herrera, who's from Philly, who's yeah. a legendary comedian, they really funny dude. They booed Dom Herrera in his hometown. They were booing everybody. So you know and how that's Philly typical Philly get. audience. So Bill Burr went up and just demolished this crowd. And by the end of his set, he didn't do any prepared material. He just demolished this crowd. And by the end of his set, they're cheering for him and happy. And he still was just like, "Fuck you!" Like I'm, yeah. you know, he just was. Berating them and just demolished this crowd. Yeah, and it's awesome. He he, it had to be at least fifteen minutes that he was. Just he like, did it right. He was counting down. He, he's like, I'm not leaving the stage. 
He was counting down. What yeah. do I got? Four minutes left? Four more minutes for you, motherfucking racist piece of shit. Look how fat and ugly you are. You got no jobs. Oh, after this, I'm going to get paid. You're going to work in the docks, you smelly white pieces of shit. Like, just going off. Like, wow. he was hard, yo. Yeah, he really was mad, man. And he kept calling them racist. He said, "You got, who's Joe, Fr- Joe Frazier, I think he was saying. He said, yeah. you got Joe Frazier, one of the greatest boxers ever. But who do you suck? You suck Rocky's dick, a little five-foot fictional character. That's the only thing you're City got yeah pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, and Yo, the people in the crowd like hey, they don't even know how we are, dude. I am back to my Philly accent. That's crazy. <clears throat> no, yeah, Bill Burr's a master. Unloaded on him. Unloaded. So uh, I know Chris is pressed for time here, but do you guys let's talk about Orlando real quick before we uh, before we bounce? Unbelievable, crazy, a absolutely heinous, crazy, heinous act. And who do you blame? The left wants to say it's nothing to do with Islam because this is just a bitter person who, you know, whatever the case. And then the right wants to say it's everything to do with Islam, but nothing to do with gun control. Yeah, it's one of these perfect storm scenarios where everybody has something to lose and something to gain from the Listen, same situation. Absolutely. Orlando, here's Orlando in a nutshell. What's the problem? Well, there are a few guns. I'm a gun owner, but there's a problem here. A guy who the FBI looked at three times is buying assault rifles. It's a little bit of a problem. Yeah, you could say that. You know? Yeah, it's a little bit of a problem. What else is the problem? He's infatuated with Islamic terrorism. <clears throat> He's a fanboy of Islamic yeah. terrorism, of radical Islam. He's so a fanboy. So you could say it doesn't exist, but it does exist. Just him witnessing it secondhand on a computer screen turn him into he one he said i want to be yeah, there I, I claim i claim this you, but they're saying that he was a closeted homosexual too that's what they're saying maybe but i don't know the fbi says they have no record of him ever being there people are saying he was there but they said as far as phone records or credit cards used they can't see if he was ever there but he could have been but if he's a closet homosexual whatever that's okay he's still saying he's doing it in the name of isis you got to take that serious. And he still did it with an AR-15 in his hand. You got to take that serious. He did. So why not say, okay, we got a few problems here, Congress. Not just one, not just gun control, not just radical Islam, but factions of both. Why can't they do that? I don't know. Because they, they're so ideologically rigid that the complexities of a real-world situation like that, you know, that it, they... You can't, you know, once you start looking at the real deal of it, then you can't be that rigid. You have to say, you wow, it's a, it's a combination and of things. It can't be that simple. People can't be opinions. that cut and dry. People's opinions are the same. People who like guns, you can't touch guns. You can't know. That won't work. It won't work. Well, what do you mean it won't work? Well, look at where it is the, the hardest gun restrictions. They have the most crime. Okay, well, we still made murder illegal. Doesn't seem to be working, but it's still illegal. So why can't we just put on the books some more common sense things whether they work or not we don't know yet they're not there but it's always them it's always like no this is going to lead to confiscation of our guns like it's always the worst case scenario there are those people and then the mm. left it's always like blind like let's pretend that didn't happen and let's rewrite history and say this is why it happened like they just got, we got nothing. Yeah, the, the country's in an odd spot, man. It's been in an odd spot. It's everybody just likes to stick their head in the sand and not see it because I don't think either party 
is really going to be able to tackle the the many dimensions of the problem. They well, just they can't, can't because they, they can't because some of it is going to be. You're going to step on toes. You, it's, it's almost as long as there's exactly. lobbyists. Then the right will act like guns are the answer, and they love guns, and they're the greatest thing. As long as there's lobbyists, then the left will act like guns are the most terrible thing. There was one guy who wanted to get rid of lobbyists and have campaign finance reform, and not enough people voted for him to send him to the to the next yeah. level. So you're stuck with what you got. And these people sit in like the Democrats did their sit in, like a little ah, a goofy so gesture. Dopey. Like they'll yeah, listen. Hollow. If you really want to change, you had Bernie Sanders. That's a real change. You didn't back him. He would have get he his plan was get rid of lobbyists. Get rid of lobbyists means you get li- rid of the gun lobby, and then you could make a change because now senators, politicians, congressmen, they don't owe the gun lobby. Well, you know, they weren't you, financed you by them. You do it like they do in, in you know, some other countries where it's publicly financed, so they have a certain amount of money they yeah, can spend on their campaign, and that's it. That's it. You're, you're, you're limited by that. You hit a ceiling. Everybody has the same playing field, and that's just what it is, you know? But I think this lobbying goes back, you know, into the roots of the country, which is where, you know, the whole idea of whoever has the money should rule it, you know? And that's an unpleasant uh, yeah. I'm just saying thing of history that's been there, you know, that people don't like that. It, that's, that challenges the, <coughs> the internalized mythology of America, you know, that, yeah. you know, that, that's how I'm it's saying been. If they wanted real change, whether they like his politics or not, that was a total change. Absolutely. One that the other people didn't offer or mention. But now we're stuck with an evil egomaniac person named Hillary Clinton. And a, just a buffoon, a dangerous buffoon named Donald Trump. That's what you're at. It's lose-lose. That's America, baby. Lose-lose. I mean, Donald Trump, he could, he could get you in a nuclear war. He could get Easily. you in a Just nuclear war with his with his foolish words and his uh, in, you insult the the wrong people too many times. And yeah, boom. Well, it. you know what it is is his uh, stunningly superficial command of the facts. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. his his preference for vagaries than any kind of detail or substance. And that 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 might be great when you're you know swindling property away from people to build a golf course. But in the arena of international politics, a lot of people would eat his ass, his lunch. They can eat him up, spit him out. You know, he's. Do you think he's he's gonna get very exposed once there's actual debates going think, on between him? And, I think when you have to, if somebody and Hillary Clinton, if you, it's, it's the everybody should think back to high school debate class when you had the, somebody who didn't say anything and who got schooled and got somebody talked a circle around them. You know what I mean? That's what's gonna it's gonna be. It's gonna highlight. How little he really does know. How how nonsensical a lot of his positions are going to be. How it just doesn't make sense. How it's impossible to make it work in any kind of real world scenario. You know, everything is great to say it's going to be great, but he has yet still to lay out any kind of substantive plan. You know, and that's just going to be hard, man. I'm not saying that Clinton is great. She's a good speaker. But she knows how to. She, she knows, knows how, how to. Debate politics, and Correct. she knows, and uh, she knows policy, and she know, and you know, she had, for better or for worse, she has experience, you know, as Secretary of State, 
This guy's yeah. a bitch. She has experience of breaking the law, doing whatever she wanted at our expense, and she'll continue to. You know, but uh, as the but most listen, politician. Donald Trump was already exposed in debates. The Republicans all schooled him, but nobody seemed to care. Yeah, yeah nobody cared. But you nobody know what? They cared. did go at him to the point where where it was just two of them. But there wasn't much daylight between a lot of their positions and his position. To be honestly, I, I disagree. Sometimes there were uh, some issues, but sometimes there wasn't. You know what I mean? They all had to pander to the same base. And yeah, the, but the trick is Trump was able to mobilize it, and he had a really bombastic kind of rhetoric that people fucking swallowed down. But yeah, but every debate, he never looked good in a debate. He, he always looked he never, ignorant and foolish, and but that seems to be what people he like. He just hit these these beats and these like punchlines. It's like uh, like he's in a, a like a rap battle almost, and he just hit the, he hit the right punchline at the right time and got a, a nice applause, and that gets you on to the next level. That bumps you. You know what I mean? It's insane. That gives you, that gives you points. Yeah. It's like you're getting scored uh, at that at midnight show. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's yeah. like that. Like he just hit, hit the beat and he got points, points, points. And that's it. I mean, you'd be shocked to realize if you looked at like, you know, the comprehension level of most people in Congress is uh, it's alarming. You know, sixth grade. Some of these guys, you know, they get, they get these very complex bills written by specialists and scientists. And it's like, do you really think... Like we could take my my favorite one to to fucking bust on Louis Gohmert. <laughs> you know, you look at that guy and you you think you're gonna hand him a scientific brief and he's gonna be able to digest it and make any kinds of sense out of anything. There's a lot of people you could look at. I don't, think I, I don't think I would do much better. But I, but then again, I'm not, I'm not sick, running for these. I'm not gonna sit offices. on one of those committees where I have to make that kind of judgment. So these guys end up in these positions where they're woefully, they know they're promoted to a level of incompetence in a way, you know, and it's kind of funny, you know, it's it's funny to watch them try to like when you bring a scientist and they question him, the scientist is looking at him like, what are you kidding me? Like you know, like, well, where to have to begin with? Uh, I have to start with, at uh, eighth grade science. You have to go up. Some of these have they have just don't have a command on any kind of subject matter. There's a lot of fantasies that come into American politics where you know businessmen somehow have some fucking secret arcane knowledge how to run a country, a nation state. You know what I'm saying? But he's rich. It's very different. And how, I how can't could, impress that? It's it just very different. My, I don't get it. The middle, a middle class working human being. Could even think that this person could relate to them, or yeah, so that's how amazing. How did he do it? How did he get? How did he convince these people that he's like them and he can relate people, to them? But it just seems that people are so ignorant right now and dumb, and hoping. L- listen, times aren't that bad. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty. This is one of the best times in the whole fucking for, history of the world. Mod- to live. The modern countries that exist on this planet, times are good. People are living nice. We're doing this goofy podcast. You're listening to it on a supercomputer thing in your pocket while you're playing video games and making out with your girl. It's just like times are good. But somehow people have it in their head that it's like the end of times. Yeah, it's the worst. And they're just like they're the worst. And it's Obama's fault. They're almost like willing the end to happen. Like they think it's so real and Obama's out to get us and, and it's the end and they did this and they, 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 all this secret, like there's a secret like like boogeyman in the sky. It's not that bad, everybody. It's pretty good. It's not great. It could be better, but it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Like it, they just have it in their head. It's over. And when you will it, if there's enough people, they'll make sure that they bring this end upon all of us by doing things like voting for Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. It's in, true. I say. And now it's like. What, well, when was a better time? Like whoever, you know, like you said, it's a, it's a lose lose. Whoever, yeah, gets it. It's, it's we already, have the we're two already worst choices that that in my opinion could pick from either side. 
I prefer Jeb Bush over either of them. And he's horrible. It's, it's insane. It's like uh, the assassination of the country by the people. It's yeah. like the people themselves are putting this noose around our neck. Like, yo, of all the Republicans, like, I, I, like they could have had Ron Paul in the past. They pushed him aside. Why? Because he's consistent and honest. Then on the other side, you could have Bernie Sanders. We pushed him aside. Why? Because he's consistent and honest, regardless of the politics. And then they choose these two. An evil, sick maniac and an idiotic buffoon. That's what they chose. We didn't have such a great feel if you're a Democrat or, you know, a liberal or progressive. And it was, you know, you knew the, the guy you wanted would have been Sanders. You get, end up with evil Hillary. And the Republicans have yet to field a really good candidate in years. Years, years. Like, whatever happened to Eisenhower, Republican? You like, can't that's a have dude it. you could look at you and be like, that's a, a fucking leader. They were hijacked. It's a leader, man. That's a leader. That's someone you could be like, you know, that, could, that guy knows what's up, you know? It's they, like this. they got Ted Cruz, Mark Rubio, and fucking Donald Trump. Where where is that party gone? Like that's the, that's the kind of fucking asinine shit that they they prop up. That's the leader. That's your whole platform of these guys' weird, fucking outdated, outmoded kind of views. That's the best you got to offer. <coughs> it's, oh, it's it just seems man. like it just shows exposes the bullshit. Like tr- true leaders rise. You know what I mean? Like they lead. They are the leaders because they lead. Ted Cruz isn't leading anybody. No. Marco Rubio is not leading anybody. Okay. Donald Trump, unfortunately, I think he he is a leader. People follow him. It might be because he's so wealthy. It might be because he just is so confident in his head and he just thinks he's the shit. And it just people, you know, follow confident people. I don't know why. But he's... He's a leader. I think he has a good strategy if he's negotiating a deal or if he's fucking his subcontractors out of money. I think that he has the perfect personality for that. I think when he locks head to head with a Putin or a very skilled politician. Or a rich man Cuso. Or a rich man Cuso, for instance. That's right. I think they're going to fucking tear him up. I think he's going to get torn up. It's a different arena. It's just a whole other idea. You have to have a whole other level of intellectual processing that he doesn't turn on. Like for he doesn't he never had to. And you know when you saying? yeah, when you're when you're a leader of people who who look up to you or ha- or looking with their hands out to you, right? Yeah. It's different than being a leader of people who are looking you right in the face or looking down on you. Yeah. It's different. It's so, a different type of whole uh, world, man. approach you need to take with with a with a Putin like you said. How's he, how's he, how's Vladimir Putin going to take his type of attitude, you know, or any world leader? How are they going to take his attitude? I think that they'll realize pretty quick off the bat, he doesn't really have a command of any kind of information that's going to help him. And then that's your detriment. That's just the art of the deal. They don't need to make a deal with you. What are you going to wrangle him out? I I just can't picture any of his skills being put to good use because he is kind of thin skinned. And you're going to deal with a, you know, a KGB killer like Vladimir Putin. is going to fucking roll him right over. He was so upset about that stupid hands thing. He got really fucking yeah. upset about it. He got yeah, really he upset. upset. about everything. I like to say this. Listen. A message for the people of America, men and women, boys and girls. Fear not the dark, shadowy figure. Fear not the man in the suit. Fear not the Illuminati. Fear yourselves and your own choices because the time is right in front of you 
and you're pushing this thing of ours right over the edge. Mm. It's your own fucking fault. And when we hear about that missile coming right at us, you remember what I said, and you remember the name of this podcast. What's the name of it, Joe? Post Post America. We saw this coming. We told you you didn't listen to us. Now look. Enough's enough. People, I don't think there's anything else to say after that. We'll see you next time if the missile didn't hit. Yeah. Hopefully, Joe. Knock wood. Knock wood. We out of here. The Podcast. We out of here.